Once again, you're listening to What's Up With Ward, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everybody has a story to tell. We just want to know what's yours. And to regular listeners out there like Stephanie Dollar, salute. Salute. My name is Wardy Ward, and the man with the golden plan next to me is none other than Trey all day in the building. What's good, Trey? What's good this Sunday afternoon, Mr. Wardy Ward? You know how we do. This podcast has the goal of interviewing, promoting, and learning from people who make a difference in the world with an idea, business, personal story, and much more. Our studio guest today definitely falls in this category as well, ladies and gentlemen. Please join me and welcome Mr. Dana Jordan Sr., a.k.a. DJ Dana Dane to the lab. What's happening, Mr. DJ? Yay, yay. What's up, Wardy Ward? Hey, Glad to be here on this Sunday afternoon. All right. It's always good. Hey, man, we just going to go on and jump right into it. So, uh... We know you busy, so we ain't gonna hold you up. Uh, tell us, tell us where you grew up and where you live up, where you live at now, and uh, if you had any brothers or sisters as our icebreaker. All right, I, I grew up in uh, South Bend, Indiana. I'm 53 years old, born 1968. From 68 to 87, uh, like I said, grew up in South Bend, Indiana. From there, I went to IU, Indiana University. Right, right. Lived there for Bloom- in Bloomington, Indiana for five years. Came down to Louisville in 1992. So I've been here for about 30 years. I do have two other brothers besides myself. One is a year younger than me. Lives out in Washington, D.C. The other one is 10 years younger than me, and he's in D.C. as well. Okay, nice, nice. So so after I, you, you, you just moved straight to Louisville and just said, you know what, this is home. Well, again, I met my, uh, I say my former wife because I'm divorced now, but I met my wife back. We both went to Bloomington at the same time. Okay. And I, I would spend the summers down here in Louisville and work down here during the summers, during the summer break. And okay. I like the city. You, you, right. Wardy Ward, as you know, South Bend gets very cold in the wintertime. So <laughs> go back. You ain't got to tell me. I believe it's still cold up there right now. <laughs> I, I said Louisville's not a bad city at the time. It's right in the middle of the country, too. I can go north, east, south, and west, and I've been all over. So I decided to stay here for, for, for the past 30 years. Okay. Do you miss South Bend, and, and do you get back there often? I, I go back. I mean, and again, they, uh, a lot of my aunts and uncles are still there. People that, you know, went to school with are still there. I don't get back as often as I like to, but, you know, every two or three years, I'm back up in there for a few days at least. You're not just going back for Frankie's, right? The ribs. And if Frankie's is the first stop, you you stop that <laughs> and you go back. But I haven't had it in a while. Yeah. I Between me and you, I think they fell off. But you know what? I'm not going to go there because so, uh, I know Sean Trotter to be listening too. So I'm going to leave it at that. But uh, yeah. So uh, my, my first question I have for you uh, is you said you went to IU. And uh, I went down there too. Do you think your degree helped you from IU? Did did you really get anything from that degree? I'm going to be honest with you. It's not that I didn't get anything from the degree because the degree is a BA in in liberal arts with a major in criminal justice. And I thought about going into the uh, criminal justice field, but I never did. The I, I think my experience at IU for five years was a great experience because that was the first time I had been out on my own. You know, you, when you leave home, yeah, you're basically on your own, and I and it taught me a lot just on how to to you know survive in the world on my own, and that's what I felt like IU did for me. I had a great experience. I'd do it again if I could. Mm-hmm. Why Why did you choose IU? Say, so why, why not go to uh, IUSB uh, or? You know, and it's crazy, War, because when I as a senior, I had a 
pretty high GPA. I was probably the first person in my family to go to college and I could have went anywhere. I mean, I originally I was gonna go run track at Morehouse down in Atlanta. What? Because of some people that I knew back then. I ran track, you know, I ran track back then. Okay. But um, there was a, a, a program called Groups uh, that a, a guy named Charles Martin promoted to me. I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Since I was the first generation going to college, I, you know, we, we did, a, I guess, a groups visit in the spring of 87 and had that weekend sold me out on the <laughs> campus and everything. We, we yes. had fun and it sold me. Yes, it did. Yeah, I went down there on that, uh, on that trip with you. I don't know if I met you then or not, but I was down there too. So I, yeah, I think we all, we, yeah, I think we all got in the van and came on down. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man. That was that was a nice time. That sold me too, because I I thought I was gonna try to go to uh, Grambling State myself, and, but then I found out about that you know that out of state fee and all that stuff, and then I said, well, shoot, groups give me money to go, right? <laughs> right. you. So I just went on down there too. And the, and the campus was nice. I mean, like you said, it, it was it was a good not only for the weekend. I think IU had won the championship that week. They sure did. They sure did. Oh, You're it, right. It didn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, that that was crazy. So, so was that your first time being on your own, so to say, when you were down there? Uh, that was because I, I had been down because my aunts and uncles went to IU before me, so I had been down there before. We're not really paid attention to it. You just going to the graduation ceremonies and just kind of looking around. And um, I had been to Purdue's campus the year before on another program, summer program. Purdue was cool, but I just it was something about the campus I didn't really like. I had been on program Notre Dame's campus on, mm-hmm. on summer programs, you know. So it, I used uh, campus just kind of drew me in that, that weekend. And I, I was like, man, this is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could say when I got down there, uh, one, one mistake I made was I decided I was not going to get a bus pass or get a book bag. I said, you know what? I'm not spending that money. But IU campus is so big; they have their right. own bus system. I, I quickly changed that perspective real That's fast. All I had for five years was a book bag and a bus pass. Man, <laughs> 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 bought a car. Man, go out of there. <laughs> well, you could have parked a car, but you've been parking way from your classes. Oh right, man, right. <laughs> yeah, you definitely had to uh, take a walk with it if you parked your car. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so okay, so you did graduate. I'm glad you got out of there. Glad you had a great experience for it. You did mention you, you ran track. Did you play any other sports like basketball or football? Or anything? It, it, or was it track? In high school, we, we I played the uh, played basketball uh, through the sophomore year, and then focused on track the last two years. But we played in real basketball at IU. I okay. think me and you probably played on the court a few times together, just at yeah. the hyper, just going yes. up and yeah. down, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I lived in the hyper, man. It's amazing because all that running I did, I never knew. Because like now, I got a beer belly and I don't even drink beer. So I was like, man, all that that running was wow. The hyper was the place to be. Well, we will get into nutrition and staying in shape because I felt like even at fifty three, I'm, I'm in. I'm in I'm in decent shape. A lot of people ask me how old I am. I tell them 53. They don't believe it, but I'm like, yeah, I'm 53, man. Man, okay. Well, we definitely gonna get to that. But before we get to that nutrition, I want to save that for last. Tell us about DJing. I heard, heard they call you DJ Dana Dane. Is that what they call you? Dana, Dana Dane. And, and as you again, you remember the uh, rapper from back in the '80s, Dana yes. Dane. Mm-hmm. So I Took a play off his name. Again, my name is Dana, D-A-N-A-N, and just spelled Dane different because he was D-A-N-E. I'm D-A-Y-N-E. Okay. And okay. Uh, 
I've been DJing, I want to say commercially or professionally now for the past seven years. Before then, it was just if somebody needed something and I was available, I would do it because I had some equipment. They needed a family. I didn't even, I didn't even charge them. I would just do it because of the love of music. Mm. And I've always had that for about, you know, for, for the past 40, 50 years. I, I think Sugar Hill Gang got me in 79. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Along with Funkadelic, Not Just Need Eat. And those two songs kind of mm-hmm. yeah. musical thing from then on. So I've been around music for 40, 40 plus years. And um, like I said, I, I, I do a lot of events, weddings. Uh, I've done all kind of stuff, man. I've done some, and I'm, I'm, and I'm open to different things, but there's some things I, I will not do anymore. Like, okay, that was an experience, but uh, such as I'm listening. Uh, yeah, just, just, just. Sometimes people put you in a situation where you might play uh, a different genre of music that you're just not used to. Bollywood. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I was gonna. Mm. King Sierra's with with the you know Latin music, and I'm not I'm not really versed in those types of genres, but believe me, when I did them, I had fun. They showed me, hey, come show me what you want <laughs> want me to play, and I play it. That yeah. type of thing. So I made it interactive, and they had fun, and I had fun. But I'm my background mainly R&B, you know, hip hop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do know uh, classic rock, you know, pop, all that kind of stuff that. Uh, that people grew up on in the 70s and 80s and 90s, but I'm learning the new music as well because that's what the younger generation wants to hear. So been doing it for seven years consistently. I'm booked every weekend all the way through October, November, and then I take about a three or four month break and come back in the spring and uh, try to book it up every weekend. Hmm, okay, so so the music back in the days, they used to carry it around in crates and stuff. You know, I mean, well, that's what I did when I was DJing, carrying them Technique 1200s around. Yep. What, what do you do now? I mean, that was so different now. How, how do you transport your I, music? I, I, I've got hard drives. As you know, a lot of the mm-hmm. music changed from back then to from, uh, you know, albums to cassettes to CDs. Now we're doing the uh, MP3s and it's the digital download streaming. But so what I do, I, I have a controller uh, similar to, you know, like I said, it's got a mixer, it's got two decks on it, but it, it's basically a, a, a board. I, I, I can't stress it that enough. It's not, it's not as big as the old school, you know, two turntables and a mixer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I put a, I put two 15s and a subwoofer on them, uh, you know, and you got to have some good equipment to make it thump, make it sound good. And uh, that's what I use. And I carry a bunch of other stuff with me to make you know to make the presentation look good. Other than that, but that's that's pretty much how I carry the music with me. It, it's on a hard drive. Mm-hmm. Do Do you have a lighter or a disco lighter or anything for effects? Yeah, sexy? I use. I do. When I say everything else, you know, I, I I guess you would call it a facade to where they can't see everything that I'm working with behind the table. But I carry, mm-hmm. table, you know, the uh, the uh, party lights, everything that a person needs to have a good time. Smoke machines, all that good stuff, laser machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, every, anything that I need outside of the music, I have it because that's really what. When it comes to DJing today, and I and, and I think we talked about this the other day, War. I I can scratch, I can blend, I can do all that. But what I found as I do these events, people don't even care about that stuff. They just want to know, can you play today's stuff? Can you yeah. make hands? Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be honest with you. I ain't going to say it's easy pickings, but it is because I play probably the same three songs every time I go out with, mm. with maybe one or two requests, you know, that might be a little bit out of out of, of what I'm, I've got it all. That's not really an issue for me. It's just, 
I know I go out and I, okay, I'm gonna play these same 25, 50 songs and for four or five hours and I'm out. Wow. So so you kind of got a, a routine where you hit them the go-tos, mix a little new with the old, like you yep. mentioned Sugar Hill Gang and, and all that. You play those every time? I get I don't play them every time because again in, in Louisville, and I, I'm gonna say my audience, my my audience is not necessarily a black audience, it's, it's more white audience. Mm-hmm. Down in Kentucky, they 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 know two types of music. That's country and western. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so you got all that on deck. I'm joking. Just, how, how far south of the ville are you going, man? <laughs> now, uh, let me back that up. I'm joking. They they do love. They they know hip hop. They know R&B. And believe me, they want to hear some Tennessee whiskey and all. They break it hard. They want They do want to hear that. So I have to have that ready too. Okay, so so if you've been playing Tennessee uh, whiskey and all that stuff, have you kind of like kind of start feeling that song now and all those? Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a, that's a jam right there, man. That was listening to it. This on, I didn't grow up on country music, but I I, I can get with it. Mm-hmm. Can, can you sing a little bit for us to see how so it's how it goes? Oh man, that Tennessee whiskey! I don't know if I can do that. You got a range right. on that one, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think he can do it. I think I, 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 I believe I'm, in you. I'm, I'm in front of my board right now. I'll pull it up. But that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> can you can you throw in some auto tune with that as well? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can filter and do all kinds of stuff, man. <laughs> now, 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 when you DJing, uh, do you have your tip jar there too? I do have a tip jar. Wow. Yeah, I, I won't go into to the specific, and I'll go into a range. I, I for parties and weddings and anything. I, my my minimum is four hundred dollars. I'll go four hundred. That's that's minimum. Oh my! I, I generally will charge them about eight hundred bucks for 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 an event. And for that, four, you know, a four hour event. Well, it, now, but if I go four hundred, I'm probably gonna be there for about four or five hours. If I go eight hundred, I'm there for the whole day until it's done. Mm-hmm. Do, do you need a business partner to help you with this? Cause, uh, <laughs> I told you, my 17-year-old daughter is my roadie. She's my okay. promoter. Okay, that's she not bad. Every weekend with me. Yeah, that's not bad. You and got help. Again, I don't, I, I, I keep it very simple. They do. They just pay me straight cash and, and I don't have to take a depository. Just know when I show up, I need my money. I'm like a promoter. Up front, you get your cash. Before I hit the first button. When we play the first song, <laughs> somebody hand me a envelope right it's a play <laughs> right uh, yeah yeah otherwise i pack it up and i'm Dang. out so y'all just stand there and look at each other like 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 uh who gonna pay on their first date uh Man, what what the people understand is though the dj you can get married you can have all these birthday parties and whatnot but if, if you don't have the dj there and he's ready to go with with what you want to do that you, your party's a bust right they had that yeah man so that he's is- the DJ is the most important part of that of that process. Yeah, that's like having a referee at, at the game. No referee, no game. So yeah. yeah, I can respect that. So yeah, get your coins up front. So and so, do you take a deposit before you even get there, or no? Nah, I don't. Then and I'm gonna give you. I'll tell you what standard DJing is. A lot of DJs will take a deposit because they'll charge a whole lot more than what I charge. You know, they might charge fifteen hundred, two thousand for for an event. Oh man! And I don't go that high because I don't. I want. I, I, I consider myself a budget-friendly DJ, and mm-hmm. I don't want to break your bank. Even though a lot of people do have that money, they'll spend fifteen hundred, two thousand. But you got to come with it. You better. You better. Better not have no mistakes on that. <laughs> right. On that. I know that's right. Uh, so Every song would be, be a banger. 
the reason I don't take a deposit is I don't really want to hold anybody's money up and I don't want to be responsible for it. If you cancel on me, I'm good. You know, I, 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 I booked that date real quick. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I don't have a, if you cancel on me, I'm already going to have a backup for, for that plan because mm-hmm. I'm already busy. And if I just get a weekend off, I might want that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because so- they, they- there is a point where you you going out every weekend because I, I told you I work a full time job Monday through Friday as well. So there there are weekends where you're like, man, I don't feel like going out today, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, can can but, anybody do that job? Like like can Trey come up there and just set up two turntables or put an ad in the paper and just get down? If, if again, it, it took me a while to get back in the game. When I say a while, you have to promote a lot. Mm-hmm. Get your have, name out there, yeah. You have mm-hmm. to get people that are willing to promote you, and I, I've mm-hmm. never had a bad event, so I've got people now promoting me and calling me. You get what I'm saying? And yes, I think anybody can do it, but I always tell even my my, my sons and daughters because they all of them have gone out with me at some point. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a love of music. You can't just go out. I'm not. I, I am doing it for money, but I'm not because the money will come if you actually understand what you're doing. And you love what mm-hmm. you do, so you do have to have a love for the music. You know, out, outside of the love of music that you got, let me ask you a quick question: What's what's the strangest venue that you've ever had to do do a show for it or or DJ for it? Can you think of anything out of the ordinary outside of a hotel or something like that? I, I, I again, I'm in Kentucky. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, mm-hmm. Kentucky. But once you get out of Louisville, you got some other towns like Lexington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Covington, up near Cincinnati, but I've been out in the boonies, man, and in barns. Whoa! And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'm like, man, why did you take this? You <laughs> <laughs> good old boys and stuff. Started drinking <laughs> late at night. I, 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 I barely find my way in. Don't know if I'm find my way out. If stuff go down. So, <laughs> So they start blowing their uh, special flag and stuff, and they get to drink. Man, when they get to drinking, boy, you better play everything they want to yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because they already all eyes mm. on you already. Okay. Yeah, I'm the only one now. <laughs> <laughs> if, if one of us show up, I'm like, woo, I'm glad. Hey, brother. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, hugging anything. Hey, brother, how you been? <laughs> But uh, uh, that's the-, the weirdest thing because and I, I remember one in particular. I, I just thought, man, I, I'll be glad when this is over because I need to get up out of here. I, I don't even feel comfortable in here. Yeah. And so uh, I can't imagine being in a barn. I mean, like hay everywhere and horses in there with you, too. Or- it was it was cool, the barn itself. They they had it cleaned up for the wedding and whatnot. It, the barn, the, the, the uh, venue wasn't bad at all. My and I'm gonna see. I don't even know if I should even go there. Go I there. Keep a twenty-two yeah. in my pocket, but I believe you ain't pulling it out. Hey, oh, okay. Uh, uh, hey, DJ, let me, uh, on behalf of the What's Up Before Show, you gonna leave that in your pocket <laughs> because you know it's about eight of guns up in there somewhere. Right. Yeah. You're not gonna win. You're definitely not gonna win. <laughs> That's just in case somebody had crazy on the highway or something like that. But yeah, just just buy you a little time with that. And I'd say okay. But you know, that's just that's just the times we in right now. Yeah. But I tell my daughter, look, don't touch that backpack. <laughs> right. Yeah, leave that leave that over there. Okay. So uh did you ever uh rock a party real real hard you and you knew it was rocking. You were sitting there like I'm doing this. Or did you have the opposite end of the uh spectrum where you just bombed at that joint? You're like, Man, I'm out. 
Uh, again, I'm gonna, I, I, and it's not to brag on myself. I, I just know what people want to hear, and I don't think I've ever had a bad experience. I, I think sometimes because now I go back to the prom I did about two weeks ago. Man, it, it was uh, it's called Bullock County East, and, and it's primarily white high school. And we we did a uh, the Kentucky Derby Museum, which is a pretty big venue. They packed. They, I didn't even expect that many people to be up in there, but I mean, I'm. But by the end of the night, they were like clapping, you know, you get applause. I'm like, oh, I ain't this too often. I would have told them, hey, did I say 800? Uh, it's 16. I need an after money, too. I, 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 I was good with what I what they, what they did for me. Because like you said, I think at the end of the night, sometimes you get, and my daughter keeps all the tips. I'm like, this is how, you know, I pay her a fee, but I'm like, you work in the tips because you take all the requests. And they, don't, okay. they don't really get to talk to me because I got my headphones on. So I said, talk to her. She take all the crust. She keeps all the tips. Okay. Gotcha. Are you are you blending these songs? Or are you just playing one oh, yeah, after yeah. the other? No, I, I'll fade them in and fade them out. Okay. I'll, I'll right. make sure it's something that that you know it, it, it's a smooth transition for me because I think hey, if you go back to when we were when we had boom boxes back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember this war WVPE out of Elkhart. Come on, man, eighty-eight point one or whatever. <laughs> right. Come I used on. to record all that stuff and blend yeah. that. You we know, all edit, had the same tape. Yeah, edit, edit all those cassettes back in the day. So blending and, and editing and all that, ain't no big thing. I, I teach my daughter, I say, look, when, when this is like, cause my, my controller will count down. I got 30 seconds left in the song and I already got my second song queued up. I say, what about 15 seconds left? Just start to fade that fader over and it'll come in smooth. Wow, that, that makes it real easy because when you're on them Technique 12, you got to listen real close and you know you listen. Wow, that, that sounds like that's that's a sweet situation right there. Yeah, you, you can go from song to song and and again, I can cue it up anytime by putting on my headphones and just listening to say, you know, second side, get it ready to go. And then uh, as, as, as side number one counts down, all right, side number two, 15 seconds, hit it, slide okay. it over. Can you blend anything? Like if I threw some some Hall of Notes, can't go for that with uh, LL Cool J, uh, Cars Ride by the Boomer System. Can you make those you two can, work? You can you can you can blend them. Now again, you want to blend something that has because all these controls they got beats per minute. So you want you want to try to line up those beats per minute if you can, mm-hmm. you know, and, and make it the same beat as you slide it over. But yeah, again, and it, we we talking technically. A lot of people, they do not care about that. If they hear Hall and Notes and all of a sudden you go to LL, as long as they understand who LL is, they're going to they stay on the dance floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't think they would leave. So if they don't like your music, they walk away. They're, this is the thing. You can't keep for four or five hours, man. It's tough to keep a dance floor packed. Mm-hmm. You keep it jumping. If you know what you're doing, I don't, I don't ever get to a point where... You know, if it's a family thing and it's family and they just doing their thing, they ain't gonna stay on that dance floor four or five. And I tell them, look, I'm just gonna play music, y'all. Y'all, y'all right. come on out, right? Have a good time. I'll, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'll hear something they really like, and they'll come on back to the floor. But I'm not. Yeah, I don't sweat if they leave off the floor at all. I, I don't. I feel like that's just part of, of what I do. Four or five. Ain't no way. I. We used to go to them parties back in the day at, at IU. You know, mm-hmm. they, 10, 10, 8, 10 p.m. to two. We yeah. were up maybe about 11, 11.30, stay there till 2, but I wasn't on that floor all that time. Mm-hmm. So how do you mix in, what's, what's what's your mix of fast to slow songs? How, how often do you throw a slow jam in there so people can catch your breath and get something to drink? What I have though with, with fast and slow, because I'll tell them up front, because I, you know, I got a mic, 
Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I'm going to slow it down here. I'm gonna, after this fast song, I'm going to slow it down. I'll let that song play all the way out. Then start mm-hmm. Okay. And that in. I just let them know what's going on. They appreciate that because they don't want to just hear all fast. Uh, you know, they, they want to hear a mix of everything too. So, yeah. <clears throat> what, how does your sound sound? You got good quality sound? I mean, can you, can you, you rock you, that bar? <laughs> you want to you buy the best equipment for the money. And, and when I say that, I don't want to, I don't want high end stuff because I don't feel like I'm doing high end venues. And the people really don't. As long as it sounds good, they don't understand the difference, say, between uh, a high-end speaker versus a low-end speaker. I has the low-end speakers, and I just upgraded everything this year, probably about two months ago. Okay. Uh, but it, they they can't tell. I can tell the difference, but they can't. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, what, like, when you start a party, what's your go-to song? What you what you jump it off with? Uh, let me let me say this. It, it, that varies because sometimes they'll give me a playlist this is what we want to hear and then I have to pick the best song out of that oh playlist. a lot of times I'll have nah, I've got playlists for days so of my own don't forget don't you know don't don't get me wrong on that I've got all everything what they need if they don't have a playlist mm-hmm. but um it, it depends it depends on on uh, it depends on what they're doing I'll, I'll actually start watching them I'll play a few things but this is what they really about four songs that they really have to have. Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. Wobble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some country stuff that they want to hear that they line dance to. But you get, you get what I'm saying? There, there's a few songs there that everybody has to have. And, and once I play them four or five, then, I'm, then I'm, I'm freelancing at that point, just playing a combination of fast and slow. slow. Okay. Okay. Uh, I listen to music every day for at least an hour, man. I'm on these turntables all the time. And in fact, I don't know if y'all can hear this. I'm going to start cue something. These were Kentucky boys from back in the day. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. That's some country boys out of Kentucky, man. Oh, they yeah. out of Kentucky. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah, they 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 came a few of them from Louisville, a few of them from Bowling Green, Kentucky, but they had some big hits back in the mid two thousands. Yeah. And the only reason I that I the only reason and I'm saying the only reason I got that because I remember I was bumping all that back then, but uh, I went to a concert about two weeks ago here in Louisville. Maxwell came in. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He, he had Anthony Hamilton with him and Joe. And I like, man, I had seen Maxwell before and he put on a, a good show and he did it, you know, two weeks ago, but it was Joe and Anthony Hamilton. Cause he, he played like, does Hamilton some hook on somebody? Mm. And I was like, okay, I remember that. Yeah. So I, I had to get him back out. Yeah, yeah. I think they came through nap uh, not too long ago too. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, uh, let, let me uh, transition into to your second job that I want to talk about before we get to the energy drinks. Gotcha. You word on the curb is that you got the PlayStation hookup. What's up with that? I don't have the hookup. I told you that. <laughs> I, I and, you know it's crazy because PlayStation is so hard to get, and I don't know the reason because I don't play the games. I'll be honest with you, I'm not in that 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 game 
mode or that game world because I gave that stuff up probably about 20 some years ago. Yeah. But back in 2020, when we had a pandemic, we were the main distribution center for Xbox X's, Xbox S's and PlayStation 5's. And we still got them. I ship them out every day. But, you know, it's just, to me, when it comes to that job, it's just a job, not, you know, we take mm-hmm. care of Walmart, who's our main customer. People order them online through walmart.com, and that's who we ship out for. All over the country? All over the world, I think. I, I know we do some international, too. Now, I'm going to say over the country, but I know we do some international as well. Okay, man. That, that seems like that's a pretty uh, ongoing thing, because gaming is, is big. I mean, if people get the chairs. They get the, mm-hmm. the, the whole mm-hmm. spaceship outfit. And I'm like, I I'm, I'm aware of it, but I'm not, because I've been so disconnected from it, I'm not that connected anymore. And my, my, now my, I got two sons, 125 and 122. They play the game. They, every time I see them, they own the game system. So I'm like, man, y'all need to figure out something else. But... <laughs> But they get it too. They 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 handle their business. But that's what I did back, back when I was twenty something. I didn't stay on it like that. Yeah, you know, I, music, yeah. but I played them. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, back in our generation, our our thing was going out and playing basketball or something. Yep. The lights, street lights came on or something. That's just what we did. But you know, times change. We just old yep. now, so I get that. Okay, that's, Go ahead, that's I'm sorry. Monday through Friday. Yeah. All right, so he got that going. He's okay, Trey. He's a DJ. Mm-hmm. Check. And he's also he he the uh, PlayStation nine hookup hookup mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. Got that too. Yep. And <laughs> what else you got for us, DJ? Well, again, we, we talk about as as one thing that I've always because I, I consider myself back in high school. Yeah, I was an athlete. I play. I ran track, played basketball, and ran cross country all year round. So I always wanted to stay in shape. Um. When I got to IU, I was a walk-on to the track program, and boy, that was that was something else. But <laughs> I didn't last long when I was walk-on because I, I once I figured out the work between high school and college and and what they made you do. Mm-hmm. I went to scholarship. I said, man, I better get I better hit these books. And so I, <laughs> after about four five months of being a walk-on, I said, look, y'all, and I appreciate it actually. Let them let me walk on. Like yeah. I got to learn some, some things and, and see some things that most people don't get to see and do, but it was some work. And I was like, man, this ain't, I ain't gonna be, they, they trying to kill me. Would you get up early in the morning or something or oh, strict diet or something? Well, not yeah, diet, but I'm saying you, you were so tired from workouts, running, that you had to hit them books at night. Now, I felt, mm-hmm. man, I was falling asleep. So, you know, you, once you, if, if, if anything makes your schoolwork suffer, and that was my mentality back then, something got to give. And so I, I just said after about four or five months, man, I'm, I'm done with this. And I, ain't, I ain't on scholarship. Y'all ain't killing me. <laughs> so, so what event were you doing in that IU when you were on the walk on, a, on the track team? Say it again. What event were you doing? I, I was always a sprinter. I was a one-two, uh, one-two guy, um, relay. Four, okay. Uh, four by four, not four by four, but four by one. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit of speed on me. Don't know if I got it still, but um, it was it was just when you when you like you said when you went to them workouts and you, and practice every day, you understood the difference between what we did in high school and what they do at the college level. Serious and business. It, yeah, if you on scholarship, you you better be good. Mm-hmm. I, I think you still got that speed. That check engine light might come on, but you got that speed. It's still there. Nah, I, I ain't, I ain't running from nothing. I ain't. I'm a, I'm a, 
<laughs> so you walk briskly. Right. Yeah, at work, where I'm, I'm a lead man where I work, Monday through Friday. I do work. I probably walk about eight, nine miles a day. Mm. Just walking. You got a big warehouse or something? It's, it's a distribution center. I don't even call it a warehouse. It's, it truly is a distribution center. <laughs> One of the old... I thought they gave you like bikes and that and carts and man, you put in eight miles walking. Nah, yeah. Them electric pallet jacks. Nah, these people out of Canada, man, they don't they don't believe in all that. Man, you walk your <laughs> to get to. You better get to it. You got a walkie-talkie on your hip. Mm. So, so you just kind of walk, make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Back where they need to be, you know, because like you said, you you got a lot of ground to cover. Um, and that, yeah, we got to get those orders out every day before I leave. I only work eight. Now, I'll say this most of the uh, week, I'm working from eight to four thirty, and I'm out of there. But during our peak season, which is no October, November, December, I'll probably work nine to 12 hours a day. Ooh, man. Again, so that's an additional that's three or four miles a day. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, we we shipping stuff out for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So 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 how does the, the energy drinks come into play with you uh doing all this walking? Does that help out? Energy drinks are, are, are they help because a lot of even the ones that I promote a lot, they have all energy drinks for some reason. A lot of people drink them. They drink the monster, they drink the Red Bull. This is the younger people. A lot of older people don't understand energy drinks. They they they, they think it. Oh man, it make my heart jittery, all that kind of stuff. The energy drinks I promote actually have vitamins in them. And they have zero sugar, eight calories loaded up with B vitamins. So mm. some of them have a little caffeine, but not much. But yeah, that, that's what I use to keep me going uh, most days. What's the name of your energy drink? It's called XS Energy Drink. Hmm. Okay. And this is your own thing, or this is just uh... I'm behind. I'm. I'm. I call myself a what's a distributor or, or a representative, whatever you want to call it. It's a company out of Michigan called Amway Corporation. They've got some subsidiaries, Excess being one, Neutralite being another. So even without the energy drink, I, I take a lot of vitamins, and, and that's really to me. I, I promote health. I really do because I've seen a lot of people in my age range pass because they didn't take care of themselves. Right. And I've got a mentor who is 90 years old and that dude is as sharp as anybody else. And he, he takes the vitamins. He, he, he takes that stuff and like, dude, I need to get where you at. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about a 90 year old guy that he's like, man, his his days are not, I don't know when he's going, but he's going strong. Yeah. And you know, he's using this energy to the excess. Well, he's, he's doing the energy drink and the vitamins because we have a whole vitamin line. Okay, okay. So y'all got y'all a full shop. Yeah, we have a whole vitamin line with the gummy bear, the gummies, and all that kind of stuff. All oh, those gum, all oh, those gummy, all oh, those young people be taking that stuff. I hear that. Yeah. Okay, so what what can they find your energy drink drinks at? Is it online, or do they have to talk to you? No, oh, I'm online. I've got my own. Uh, website that they can get it from if they if they really need to do that what and what i the way i promote it i just give out my uh, business card because the business card has the website on it and they can go you know check out all the products that if, they, if they're interested and then they can just order directly from the website they don't have to get it directly from me also you drop ship <clears throat> yeah yeah they handle all that for me i'm man i'm just a middleman i'm the promoter Okay, so how are you promoting this? What you just hand out the cards, or I hand out cards, but again, I'll 
we, we talked about social media. I'm old school, so I'll go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've only got one social media that I really rock with, and that's Facebook. I don't, I've got accounts on Instagram. I've got a TikTok. I've got all those accounts. They're activated, but you won't really see me on them. You will, you only see me really mess with Facebook. So I'll promote on Facebook. I've created a couple Facebook pages for the DJ and for the, uh, for the, for the health and uh, wellness. And that's really how I promote. I'll promote to different groups, promote to different people. Yeah, and, and, and I do get sales. So that's, that's not really, that's just a way that, that's that third income stream, I guess you want to call it. Wow. He got Guys three working. incomes. You hear that, Trey? He got three incomes coming in. Nice. We go back like Cadillac car seats, man. You so know, like, like no flats on the Cadillac. You know how we do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always a hustler even back then. I was <laughs> around people and they just showed me. You remember, you talk about Marty, who was a DJ back then. I'm going to hang out with him. It was a DJ back, uh, DJ Whip back in the day. And then yep, some yeah, guys yeah. That, from the fraternity that I would hang out just to, to figure out how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we were back in, think about it, elementary school, middle school, high school, man, we sold them candy bars. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I was the top sellers back then. I got a problem selling you. You know, it, I'm not going to sell you something that I don't think you can benefit from. I know there's some people that do some stuff like that. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that'll actually benefit you. It'll benefit me. And it's a win win. So, you know, I got right. no problem getting out there and hustling. Now, do you also have like the if you're shit through Amway? Do you also do those like the the health bars or something like that they used to have? Or we do have the, like the food the, the food bars, the protein bars, protein shakes. All that's part of that health and vitamin health and wellness. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got it all. Don't get me wrong. I take it all, but there's only a few of them that I actually promote because I know. They, okay. You know they they do. That's what I do on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. Right. So if so if I wanted to sell this product too, could I become a distributor too? You could. Yeah, it is not too. It's not too hard to do. I think it's like I forget what it costs to come in the store. Maybe a hundred something bucks. It ain't. It ain't, it ain't nothing to, to do it. But uh, yeah, you could. And then, like you said, they they do all the training. They do the. You do the promotion. That, that, that's all you. That's all I say about that. I'm looking mm-hmm. at your Facebook page. I see you at an event and you have the energy drink there, and you're standing with two individuals. Do so. I have to go out and do oh, events gosh. like that. Yeah. Who's that? What's, what's become popular over the last one, I would say since the pandemic, is, is pop-up events, pop-up shops. That's what they call them. Uh, I mean, somebody okay. promoting a, an event, hey, we got a pop-up going on next two weeks. And I, this is what it costs to be a vendor. It might cost me 25 bucks. It might cost me 50 bucks. But as a vendor, I just come in, bring all my stuff in, and I sell it. It's just, you know, quick sales, you know, hand your business card out. Those types of things, and it works. It works. I, I've enjoyed that too. Good way okay. to network, that's for sure. Yeah. How much? How much would one of those energy drinks cost? Because I see you got a lot of different flavors here. I'm interested in. We've got 25 different flavors. Um, yeah. they're individually, they're three dollars a can. If if I'm selling at retail, okay. From, I buy them at. I, I can't. I don't know if I buy them at a dollar fifty or two dollars, something like that. Okay. But I. Okay. I Markup on it is not, you know, again, I tell somebody, if you sell a million cans, you make a million bucks, but that's that's a lot of cans. Right, <laughs> yeah, definitely got transport all that. Okay. Um, <laughs> let, let me circle back to, to a DJ question I forgot to ask you. Go ahead. Now, you said you were booked a lot. During COVID, were you working steadily too? 
when COVID was as high? I guess COVID's over now, but when it was still out there, would you would you work on? When it first went because COVID hit in March, if y'all remember, in March of uh, 2020. Yeah. Everybody shut everything down. I I shut everything down because I'm like, man, I don't even people. You gotta understand, people were falling left and right. You catch it on Wednesday, you was gone by Friday afternoon. (laughs) Right. Man, I ain't going outside. Right. Don't shake my hand. Don't say hi. Don't say nothing to me. Don't even call. Just text. Yeah. Again, I didn't see the family. And they all caught it, but they didn't get it bad. You get what I'm saying? I didn't see my kids. Nobody. For for a couple months, I had to go to work. Yeah, we wore masks for, we just got out of wearing masks probably about a month ago. We wore them for two years straight. Man. At work. Yeah. So, in 2020, I probably did about four or five events after I ain't going to say things settled down. I just had to be careful because these are people I knew and I had already booked them. They Uh would get married. So, I said, hey, I'll be there. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I definitely understand it because I think I learned a lot about about it too, and a lot of stuff that I think that they handled wrong. But that's we'll say that for another show. What uh, what I want to do now is we want to. I move wore masks at that point. What, what what point? Anytime I went out, I had to cover up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah, I I, I definitely did that too because I mean it's better to be on the safe side, you know, and, and wear it and not need it than needed not have it. So. Right. Yep. So, uh, okay. Like I said, we're going to move into the final segment of this show. Uh, this is called the getting to know you part, which yep. we feel like we do have a good idea. I mean, I know you, but the audience is. So we just going to ask you some, just some rapid fire questions. You just tell us, you know, your answers. Just, just some fun questions for us. No problem at all, man. All right. So tell me, uh, what's the last book you read? Ooh, the, the book I'm reading now, because I, that's, that's just what I do. All the time, I got that man. I got, I got it sitting. Oh, I'm I'm reading Will. Oh man, I, I'm reading book, Will man. Smith. How far are you into I'm it? Will Smith. I'm probably into maybe chapter two or three right now. Delusion. And the reason I'm in that book. You there? Oh, you said your phone was connected. You there? I'm still here. I'm sorry, the phone looked like it was doing something crazy. Yeah. So, how far did you get into the Will book? I'm, I'm in either chapter two or three. I'm, I'm just really getting started. But even reading up to that point, I understand Will Smith uh, a little bit. I don't know yeah. him. I've, I've only been around him once in my life, and that was just brief. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the cat at all. But I, there's a part of me that understands what happened at the Oscars and why it happened. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I read the this is what I did. I, I heard it on Audible first because he put in his own words and Audible, they'll play the music. Once he said, you know, I, when I wrote this song, they'll start playing it. And then he said, oh. I was talking to Ben Smart, it, it's a total different experience hearing it. And then when you read it, he got pictures in there. So I did both of them and I read the whole book and I feel like I understand the decision he makes, why he fights for hard, you know, to keep his marriage. Right. It's act the way he do. So right. yeah. definitely understand that. I feel for him and uh, you know I, I feel for him now because uh, again I, I think he made the wrong decision and it's going to cost him a lot um, from what happened but I don't see him any different huh? okay I understand why he did what he did right we all we all make mistakes I think whether because uh, I got my uh, certification in uh, relationship coaching and one thing I realized is whether you're rich poor whatever relationships are challenging only difference is he's on a bigger stage than us, so everybody's seeing his stuff, you know. Right, right. So, so yeah. 
I got tickets to see Chris Rock in a couple months coming to Louisville. And I'm you going to see Chappelle must, on <laughs> You must have got them tickets for Chris Rock when they was cheap because his stuff done went up 10 times the price now. Yeah, I got a, a $69 ticket. I just needed to be in the building when he you gets here to Louisville. You ain't going to sell them tickets? No, nah, man. I'm... As you get again, as you get older, I'm more about experiences than trying to make a profit off of anything. I want to be in the house. I'm, I, I don't know how good of a seat it is, but as long as I'm in there, right? That's yeah. Now, if you need me to go with you, I will come down there and support you if you get my ticket. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next question is: What would you change about yourself if you could? Anything from from. You know, South Bend to Louisville. What would you change if you could go to see correct one thing? You, you know what's, what's crazy? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've learned, this is what I've learned in 53 years, that life is definitely a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't regret any decision that I've ever had from having kids to getting married. I don't I don't regret any of that from, 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 uh, from IU to man, I learned a lot. It, it, it just to mm-hmm. me, it's always been a journey. I don't know if I would change anything to be honest. Maybe paying it again, and I'll, I'll, I'll get into something personal. I, as I told you, I think the other day, Ward, I went through a divorce about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And if I would change that, I was again, I, I was always busy and really never at home. Now, my kids know who I am, they see me all the time. And I, Spent a lot of time with them coming up, but I just didn't spend, I don't think, enough time in the marriage to make it what it should have been. And I don't take the blame 100% for that. I just understand looking back, and we both cool today with each other. Mm-hmm. That we understood that we were really two people going in two different directions. And, that, and after 20 years, you just say, hey, man, you do your thing, I do my thing. I, you know, I gotta go, I gotta go do what I gotta do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I admire that because to to walk away from somebody, whether it's this person knows your secrets, they know how you move, and that it's just a right. lot. It's like a, an employee leaving your job. It's a lot of experience and knowledge leaving there, and people don't understand that pain. Whether it's good or bad, you gonna miss that person. So I, mm-hmm. I appreciate your candor mm-hmm. in that. When I when I say we're cool today, even after divorce we still moved we still moved in a not a family sense because again you got your life i got my life but even now we can really all go out to dinner at six o'clock so we all sit down for dinner every every now and then and yeah top it up and there you go top it up with them and i get back to doing what i do yeah connection's still there it's still there still valid right yep. hey i got some questions that's going to be kind of aligned to some of the stuff that's happening down in in, in the ville area for a little bit here so let me ask you just one quick question First one, do you actually stay in town or do you leave town during the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> Good question. Uh, again, I'm, uh, that's a, that's not a hard question. I actually stay in town. Okay. Okay. But here, here's the thing about the Kentucky Derby. There's a there. It's always a two week festival going on around that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'll try to DJ, but then again, I don't because if you want me to DJ on Kentucky. You're gonna have to pay me real good. There you that's go. I'm bring out the 15, 2000. I'm not booked this year, but that's on. It's kind of on purpose. You know, I'm, I lived in downtown Louisville for for years. I'm out in the, I ain't gonna say suburbs. I'm out in the county now. Okay. But I lived it actually in downtown. I'm talking about the heart of the city in the business district. At, you know, and in, in one of my high rises for a while. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there. 
the Kentucky, I never really wanted to come out because it was always crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't, I'm not a clubber. I'm not, be honest with you, I'm not a clubber. I'm not a drinker. You know, I don't Me smoke, either. none of that. So, Me you either. can't party. I tried, I'm like, man, these people, because people, you know, they driving down the street the wrong way. All kind of crazy. People shooting, all kind of craziness jumps off on Kentucky Derby. They had to even shut down a part of the Derby, you know, uh, in Louisville because wow. people were all the way in the car. That's, that's a lot there going on there. I, I guess that's mm-hmm. kind of like what we do with the uh, Indianapolis 500. Stuff is always yeah. going on there, too. And, you know, again, the people with money, they're going to do what they do. But the people mm-hmm. who don't have a whole lot of money, you know, we, we want to participate, but they don't want it. They don't want us out there like that. Mm-hmm. So, Kentucky Derby, I kind of stay in. I, I, I'll, I'll watch the race. If, if somebody got a barbecue going on, I'll show up somewhere. But other than that, I try, mm-hmm. to, stay, I try to stay off the street. Now, what about the Thunder over, over Louisville or Thunder over the River? Do you ever go downtown for that? When my kids were younger, we went every year. Because, again, okay. that, that to me wasn't a, wasn't a big deal at all. And uh, as long okay. as they, if they knew, hey, if anything go down, this is what we do. So I always mm-hmm. had to prepare for if anything went down. But now that they're older, they're in their 20s. My youngest is 17. They, man, they don't care about that stuff. So I don't mm-hmm. even mess with it. You know, since we talked a lot about about the health industry that you're in as well, too, I got to go down the path of the dark side. Let's talk about sweets. So if you had a choice between red velvet cake or sweet potato pie, which one are you taking? I'm going with the red velvet cake. My man. Yes. I, I can't taste red velvet. I don't see what that I knew you could say that word. I, I don't know what it, it's just like. OK, but anyway. Well, but, yeah, the red velvet, I mean, to me, is, is similar to chocolate cake, but it's yeah. more about yeah. ice. It's more sophisticated, though. Right, right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that being said, one more question. Let me ask you this: <clears throat> If you had a choice between having gas for one year for free, or three free food, which one are you taking, based on current gas prices? I'm gonna go with the food. Mm. The mm. three years of food. I mean, they that price, man. I, I'm when I go grocery shopping now, I can tell the difference between what I I don't and I don't vary much. You know, every two weeks, mm-hmm. whatever I go out, I buy the same stuff. It ain't gonna very much, but you can tell the prices. It's crazy. <laughs> Look, I tell my ex-wife even now. I said, "Now nah, I understand what you meant." When you see, you needed my money for food. <laughs> <laughs> we have five kids back here. <laughs> uh huh. Right, here, here, you take this, figure it out. <laughs> Wow. Now, I understand what she meant when she said it. Now I'm not, I can look back and see. Yeah, mm. You had two boys that would never stop eating. Man, I tell you, they're good cooking to make you eat, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good cook, but that's why I said, I, I man, I, I'd rather have the food than the gas. Okay, tough one. Uh, let me ask you this question. This is Ward again. Um, what? I always heard that there should be three people in your lives: uh, a good mentor, somebody who can teach you something. Right. Uh, uh, somebody who's on your level, your homie, somebody can relate to you. Somebody who's been married, divorced, have kids, know what you're going through. You can just be yourself with them. And somebody you mentor. What what three names would you fit in there? I know you mentioned earlier your mentor, the 90 year old guy. Who would you say is your mentor? Who's your equal that you you kick it with? And and who is somebody you mentor? I, I mean, I, again, I, I had a lot of people come and go in my life over the last, I, I would say, 30 years. And currently, I'm going to say I'm not really on that level within, you know, I, I, I'll kick it with a couple of guys that work, but we're not on that level. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like right now at the, in this time and space, I'm on my own as far as, but I read a lot of books, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
uh, motivational type things for myself. But I don't, mm-hmm. as far as mentoring, it, it's the people at work and it's my two sons and my daughters because they, they, they've seen their dad go out and do what he's done. And they in themselves, they're not lazy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I might get on them about some stuff every now and then, but I don't have to worry about them, to be honest. None of them, ain't none of them had kids yet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Again, I laugh because I know it's funny, but they saw what they had to go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. said, I them still. I'm like, man, if you, Again, you're old enough to have a kid, but are you ready to have one? Man. I had my kid at 22, and I, I don't know if I was ready, but I, you know, I hung, I hung in there with all five of them. That's why yeah. I said they, they know how to get a hold of me if they need something, and I know right. how to get a hold of them. Yeah, it it it'll it definitely change you. Uh, go ahead, Trey. Hit them with the music questions. Okay, so what was the best generation or decade? Let's yeah, let's do decade. Best decade for R and B music in your opinion. I grew up in the eighties, man. So from eighty to eighty nine, that to me was the best period of R and B because you had Luther, you had Michael, you had Prince, you had you had mm-hmm. groups like Cameo, you had Zap, you had Sugar man, Hill Gang, some function. Again, I'm going without mm-hmm. the rap. I go the rap route because you had again. That's when you had the Fat Boys, Run DMC. Uh, Flash, mm-hmm. Run DMC, KRS One, Big Daddy, Daddy. Yep, yep, Public Enemy. I can go, we can go on. Duh, yes, yes, okay. But mm-hmm. 80s to me, because again, that, that decade, I felt like I grew up as a teenager mm-hmm. uh, from 89. And I went, I went from middle school to high school to college in that decade. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now, so, if you had, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm saying if I had to choose one, that would be it the 80s huh okay all right uh, if you had a choice between two live bands the commodores or earth wind and fire who you taking i'm gonna go with the ewf <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> yep so you talking about maurice if maurice was still alive yes exactly exactly right okay. all right my, my last question is this well, okay i got two i'm gonna give you two either or martin show or living single Martin is all-time best comic show ever. I, a lot of people, man, they think I'm crazy because I'll just spit a line that I know came from the show and they, <laughs> they don't know why I said it. You get yeah, yeah. Oh, so Otis. Real quick. Yep, yep. Let me give you something real quick. At work, and no joke, because I'm, I'm a comic at work too. I'll, I'll tell them, look, if a duck can move a truck, you know, hook a sucker up. <laughs> Right. They they just they don't know where it came from, but every time something goes wrong, I always say that to them. Like, mm-hmm. Why is he always saying that? Yeah, they don't even know. It's just too you give them too much. Uh <laughs> my last question is Cooley High or Love Jones? I watched both of them, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this. I, I it's been so long since I've seen Cooley High, I don't remember it. Mm. It's been so um, since I've seen Love Jones, I just remember it was Lorenz Tate and uh, what's her name? I forget. Neil Long, Neil yeah. Long with the I cherry. Anyway, yeah. so if I had to choose either one, it'd be Love Jones. Yeah, I think I'd have to go with Cooley High. You saw him poke, didn't you, Trey? Mm-hmm. Cooley High for me. Yeah, Cooley High was. I mean, that was before my time, but the movie was so 
deep, man. It just kind of just saw it. And again, I, I I I can even replay parts of it in my mind. Right yeah, now. yeah. That was I, I always relate that to my uncles and my aunts. I'm like, man, yes. Love Jones was kind of you know our generation. It, it absolutely was. It was. That was when you Loving first fall in love with somebody. Yeah. You know, loving basketball, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, we're at the. Uh, Coming to the wrap up of this show, Mr. Jordan. So, uh, uh, can you tell everybody again? Well, since you only got one media site, tell them where they can find you at on Facebook before we move on. If, if you really want to find me, I'm, I'm, again, you can just type in the search engine DJ Dane and Dane, and uh, you know I'll, I'll pop up, or just Dane and Jordan Senior. And and, and you know I, I always take friend requests. I'm wary of some of them, but if somebody sends me a friend request, usually I'll uh, I'll, I'll take it but i don't really give any out anymore because i'm i got enough friends <laughs> i heard that no new friends okay <laughs> no new friends and and then when it comes to the vitamins and supplements uh you can find i've got a facebook page but my website is amway.com backslash my shop m-y-s-h-o-p backslash jordan enterprise and they can they can get all the vitamins and supplements and all the information that they need uh through that website all right. Okay. Well, let me get these final thoughts here and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, Mr. Jordan has shared quite a bit of information with us today. And we do appreciate his candor from telling us about his life growing up in South Bend, attending IU, getting married and divorced, DJing, walking nine miles a day, and even moving those energy drinks. We definitely appreciate your fascinating life you had. And I'd like to say this. Many of us have greatness within our various selves, but for some odd reasons, we don't always act upon it. Is it fear, self-doubt, or even apathy? Try this. If you want to know something about yourself, sit on your bed one night and ask yourself, what's one thing that I'm doing wrong, that I know I'm doing wrong, that I could fix, I would fix? Meditate on that and you'll find the answer. may not be the answer you want, but it will be the necessary one. Once again, thank you, Mr. Jordan, for joining us today. My name is Wardy Ward. Yes, sir. My name is Wardy Ward and he's Trey All Day. Peace. Peace.